Hey yo, hey yo, this is Collins, your podcaster, your favorite guy. And uh, we are here to speak on sustainability, here to speak much more on nuclear energy in the sociopolitical um, view, in the sociopolitical world, in uh, in uh, the world actually of many possibilities. We are looking at nuclear energy to be a sustainable source and a sustainable solution. So... As we start, as we dive in, as we delve in, do you have any question on the provide on the previous podcast? If there is any questions, if there is anything that you need to uh, to learn more to be clarified, uh, you can just text me, just comment, just leave your feedback. So today we're going to speak about sustainability, and I'm sure we will interact more and speak much. So this is the third episode in our series, Social Politics in Nuclear Energy. Starts with a question, what is sustainability? From the common definition of sustainability, of meeting the uh, 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 demand of tomorrow without uh, meeting the demand of today without compromising that of the future and, 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 the, and those who will be in the future uh, will uh, take a little leap on uh, what it takes to uh, for us to to know where sustainable development began so what is the concept? The concept of sustainable development began back there in the 1970s. The 1970s when the United Nations and the, um, the people uh, sat together uh, because there were increased emissions, because there were, uh, the ozone was being depleted. So they sat together uh, in the United Nations conference and they said, okay, let us do something on this human environment. That was in Stockholm, or Stockholm, according to where you land. So, what happened after that? The Stockholm conference had one uh, primary goal, that humans should uh, do something about the environment. And then later on, in the year 1992, uh, 10 years later, in Rio de Janeiro, in, uh, or Rio de Janeiro, you know, uh, don't mind the entomology, uh, just know it, is, was, it was in Brazil in 1992. The same, same, uh, the United Nations uh, had an assembly whereby they had to envisage environment and also development. So the conference um, put together uh, 17 principles unlike the other one which uh, had uh, 16 principles and they had uh, an action plan and uh, this action plan later on we see even today uh, this um, the Stockholm declaration and the Rio declaration uh, that today we can have uh, sustainable uh, development goals but before the sustainable development goals, let me just take it and give you a detour of whatever we want to we uh, uh, where it came about in 1992, in 1972. Sorry, 
1972 they uh, they came up with action plans and this one was on human and human development um a human environment sorry and later on um in uh, 1992 they had uh, the agenda 21 united nations environment program began there and these action plans even went to the government the national environment action plan even in kenya for example let me give an example in kenya in 1995 uh, there was the establishment of the national environmental management authority so we can see that uh, from these conferences from these conferences actions have been our being taken but let us not forget why we even started this we are talking on sustainability and nuclear energy so before getting to know today let us know what happened in the few in, in the past so the uh, um the stockholm declaration added uh, on the provision that uh, there will be no nuclear weapons there will be no nuclear weapons uh, that was in one of the meetings uh, before uh, actual implementation and this was a time whereby uh, 1000 let me just read it uh, in a place 1178 nuclear tests had been done that is when and that is something that we should understand that the war on nuclear power did not begin with the with a uh, nuclear uh, accident it, be- it began actually with the nuclear tests let me not deviate from where we we are going but uh, from this conference stockholm conference there is a, a show of uh, why people were very concerned with the environment uh, that they had to uh, to put measures in place and measures in place even today they stick um, but the most uh, eminent one the declarations were not just for one day it was uh, from 1992 uh, uh, to uh, uh, rio+5 which was in 1997 whereby we had another general uh, a general meeting in 1997 and also later on before uh, before sustainability came into picture Johannesburg declaration came that was in 2010 at uh, 2002 when they had a world summit on sustainable development then later on 20 years after the Rio convention or Rio declaration uh, that is in uh, 2012 the United Nations conference on sustainable development now sealed some things up and uh, now they had to call the agency the agency that sustainable development had to be put with the measures in uh, those periods let me not mention the years because I'm, i'm i'm getting too much on mentioning the years and years and years so what is the takeaway of uh, all of it uh, is that uh, in the rio declaration or the rio uh, conference um, they had to factor in humanity that humans are at the center of concerns for sustainable uh, sustainable development 
we have to include humanity and not just uh, talk of environment and uh, uh, not talk of environment uh, uh, human environment but rather we have to speak on environment and humanity which includes the economy which includes the social political aspects of mankind the social political aspects and the interaction with the environment so that is man being at the center of it all but uh, later on in the, uh, in in 2000 uh, 2000 they had to put in place uh, millennium development goals millennium development goals uh, of course millennium is 1000 years but now they had to put a 15 year goal to see how it works and to do actually real work now uh, what happened in 2015 the millennium development goals now they had to sit and uh, in new york they had to put the sustainable development goals in this context in this um, millennium uh, goals they had to put the anthropocentric uh, perspective uh, they had to look at man and nature and look at the influence that man has in nature and uh, how are we supposed to save humanity how are we supposed to save people and not just people but the convention on biodiversity also looked into this and um, you know they had to look at the intrinsic value of uh, of the people the intrinsic value of nature the intrinsic value the complexity the diversity this like i mean things which cannot be uh, quantified uh, spirituality uh, we talk of a uh, beauty actually is is, in, is, a, is an intrinsic value uh? you know the significance significance of some of, of a certain thing so that is a value which cannot be quantified by anything but uh, just to keep in mind that we have to put the things which are uh, something which can be hereditary of course something which can be hereditary but it's very unique so that is what uh, they were looking at in millennium development goals and also the which being uh, brought about sustainable development goals So the difference between sustainable development goals and millennium development goals is that millennium development goals uh was only for 15 years. Yes of course uh, also yes yes sorry. Uh millennium development goals and sustainable development goals all both of them are for 15 years but uh millennium development goals had eight goals but the SDGs they have or it has 17 goals and 169 targets which should be achieved by 2030 of course there are uh, um, no quarter quarterly uh, quarterly um, introspection quarterly introspection of uh, how are we proceeding how are we pro- how are we going on with the, with the goals Uh, it was very simple very simple uh, with uh, millennium goals uh, with which uh, it included combating poverty and uh, ending hunger and also diseases and also to uh, illiteracy 
uh, also to end uh, environmental degradation and discrimination against women, of which they did a great job in that. Uh, some of the achievements from uh, 1990 to 2013, we can see that uh, Millennium Development Goals achieved a 48% drop of global debts of the children under the age of five. Also, in the same period, uh, rather uh, from 2001 uh, to 2013, uh, the HIV infection had degre- uh, decreased, or degree, had decreased by 38%. So Millennium Development Goals achieved its goal and its goal majorly included human health. What about Sustainable Development Goals? Sustainable Development Goals, as I said, now it focuses on human, it focuses on social, it focuses on the economy and or the economic um, situation or and also it uh, focuses on the environment. So the 17 goals as you know i will not name all of it but uh just to name poverty uh health no poverty no uh, 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 no hunger uh education and all that uh, water you speak of of land water on uh, life on land speak on on uh, peace and just uh peace justice and strong institutions speak of whatever water view i will not mention them because i have not mentioned them as according to how uh, they are aligned but it was adopted in september 2015 whereby the sustainable development uh, summit was which was held in in in, uh, in the u.s uh, came about with this but uh, somebody can ask a little question about uh, the conference of the parties. The conference of the parties. What is a conference of the parties, and how is it? Um, how is it aligned to sustainability? How is it aligned to sustainable development goals? Um, it has always been, and it is always at it is that we are focusing on human health and we are focusing on the environment we are focusing on environment we are focusing on development because from there on uh, since the rio declaration the world has transformed and made it uh, that everyone will have an equal share uh, reduced inequality that people will have a clean environment though it happened that um, by the time they were bringing in the aspect of um, uh, human rights to have a clean and healthy environment um, it met uh, so much discussion and so much question that uh, later on until 2022 2022 that uh, they uh, published it as a fundamental right that everyone has a fundamental right to human uh, to a clean environment but before that uh, it had so many questions but um, the conference of the parties, uh, which uh, is, of course, uh, when we talk of conference of the parties, there have been so many meetings and summits and energy meetings and what a view. 
but uh we'll speak specifically on this one but let me just give you an overview of the conference of the parties as people call it cop cop 3 uh, was in kyoto in japan and uh, cop 28 will be in united arab emirates and um, the very common cop which is very recent cop 27 happened in uh, in africa in egypt uh, that is in uh, 2022 now what has been happening over the years so um if let me give it in a layman's understanding uh, let me just give it as plain as it is if we are in japan and we are discussing something to do with the environment or to do with the climate change later on uh, in one of the conferences we will be picking that message and then putting measures in place so as to fulfill these uh, goals that we had put in place in those years in that time so later on we find out that uh, in uh, nairobi that was in 2006 when it was uh, cop 12 then they had another cop which was speaking about cbd convention on um, biodiversity you will find out that uh, uh, as we are meeting uh, for example in the world in different parts we might not be meeting necessarily to speak on climate but we are meeting to speak on maybe the climate's influence on uh, biodiversity or we are uh, going to uh, put measures in place about trade or measures uh, about financing nuclear or finance not nuclear sorry because so many people um, they call nuclear energy as a high risk project so it has not been at the center of the of the conferences for a very long time so but we are putting a bet on this because we know that nuclear energy is clean energy green energy and we are heading them but over uh, the years and over time you find out uh, like uh, for example in germany most meetings happen in germany born germany uh, in paris in uh, in uh, argentina in whatever place of the world cop cop 3 cop until today it's cop uh, 28 so all over the years things have been happening it's only in 2020 where the, the conference did not happen because you know um, uh, the conference did not happen because the world was in lockdown uh, there was the COVID-19 so COVID-19 uh, shattered operations all over the world but um, we are here we are moving on and uh, we are doing fine so um, about COP27 there is the United Nations con uh, uh, framework convention on climate change or rather people call it unfccc which now is um which gave birth to conference of the parties so this is just on climate change let me just be specific on climate change so if we are having a united nation framework convention on climate change we are and, and it's a cop event then it is specifically on climate change how climate change has affected whatever 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 but these other uh events maybe it's speaking on 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 it's speaking on um on whatever i don't know let me put 
wanna, for example, like uh, loss and damage and stuff. We are going uh, to to go to get them. So, COP is the supreme body of the UNFCCC. So, COP, what it does, it's just uh, uh, it's like an oversight. It's it it responds. It is a response a, a, a response to the climate change. Uh, to climate change actually and issues to do with climate change and to give possible solutions for by by 2021 197 national states uh which we call parties they had subscribed to it and progress has been made and has been seen through expert knowledge many people or the experts will describe and will tell you how the conferences and the meetings has been but we are focusing on letting uh, everyone or nobody who or, or, or uh, somebody who has not been in these meetings and uh, just you know you studied maybe uh, engineering and uh, today you are hearing that uh, climate change is an emergency and you have to know what about climate change you have to know about sustainable development goals you have to know how to respond to this you know you know to about environment issues you have to respond to uh, to all these things so uh, just to give a brief on this we are letting us to understand uh, about science and uh, you know You have to know all these things about the Montreal Protocol, the Montreal um, about uh, whatever the meetings, for example, like the global action on nature. So many things, so many things. Because we can have a session that is happening today here, but when it is in uh, November, then implementation of a 1960. There is not 1960. An implementation of a 1990 um, thing, or a 19, uh, or maybe a 2005 uh, uh, um, event is being implemented in this month. So it, it depends, uh, and that's why we now have to follow those uh, the United Nations pages and learn more about that. But. I'll just uh, take a look at uh, whatever Sham El Sheikh uh, conference or the conference of the parties, this 27th conference of the parties are landed on. So the conference of the parties in uh, 20, uh, 2022 in Sham El Sheikh landed that um, people actually and uh, the, the developed nations uh, should pay loss and damage fund loss and damage fund in that earlier on in the conferences they had agreed the developed nations or the rich nations had agreed that 100 billion 100 billion US dollars should be put uh, to the developing states every year but uh 3 through 2023 but uh it was not implemented because the years uh, as the it was passing by that commitment was not fully met uh so loss and damage that was one thing and one big win that happened in cop 27 
but you know as cop 27 began and uh, people and the developed states were questioning said oh is it another scheme that the africans have to just uh, factor in money is it a one scheme that uh, the africans are having to bring in corruption is it a factor that the africans are so that uh, they can leverage on uh, their loss and the damage they had over the time uh, you know just to milk whatever developed states have so that was was some of the concerns even when we are in the conference i attended cop 27 and uh, the people were not very receptive of that and uh, it was something not very very welcomed but because it was in africa and because many people they were looking at this it had to be implemented it had to be put on record so the loss and damage fund that was a one big win for the africans and for those in the global south because it is a fund which aims to to um fight climate change africa as it is that we are contributing the least but yet we are facing uh too much uh damage uh, we are facing a lot of um uh do we call where the patterns are changing do we call uh, uh so many things actually find like in egypt uh when there are floods even the scorpions they now start coming out of the creeks and I mean it's very dangerous there's there's so many things and we want to analyze how the crop patterns uh, are not responding to uh whatever the climate is posing So climate change has become a menace and this is what uh, Africans were fighting for by then. And also another thing that uh, went through in this conference of the parties of the uh, the 27th conference of the party is to keep the world below 1.5 degrees Celsius and this is that um you know the ipcc or the intergovernmental panel on climate change uh gave a directive and gave a you know the things that has to be done that we should keep uh things and business uh, we should let the business as usual to be below 1.5 and the greenhouse gas emission should peak by the, at the most 2025 the latest that should be the latest and also the world has to reduce from then by 47 43% the greenhouse gas emission has to reduce by 43% by that time so that is what uh, transpired uh, the second uh, implementation in sham el sheikh Going on fourth it says in the United Nations report still on keeping the world below 1.5 degrees the United Nations report say that uh, the world is going and aiming to 2.5 degrees in the next century it means by 2100 uh, by 2100 a century is uh, takes 1100 years 
by 2100 the world will be very very warm plus 2.5 degrees celsius if we are looking at the pre-industrial period and today so a plus just a plus 1 degree celsius is very warm and look at it as a man or a human being who uh, has fever when the fever our body uh, temperature goes up from 37 to 38 degrees celsius or even 40 just 38 degrees celsius you are said to be uh, sick so and this is what is happening in the world that the world is getting sick and we have to do something on this the third implementation of this conference of the parties you know when we are speaking of the conference of the parties i'm bringing into your mind that we are talking on the implementation of the united nations uh, conferences united nations conferences and the general assemblies that have been happening over the years even beginning uh, beginning the year 19 Um, 1972 from at Stockholm and also in 1992 that is in Rio de Janeiro so those are the major conferences that we are talking about and from there let's not get lost because we are talking on sustainability in this podcast now Uh, the third one uh, or the third thing which um Shamel Share conference was achieving was to let um businesses to be accountable businesses and the institutions to be accountable that brings into uh scenario 1 and um uh, 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 scenario 1 or 2 something on that um uh, non scenario sorry but the scope of emissions 1 2 and 3 So the scope of emissions 1 2 3 that is what uh, this Sham El Sheikh conference was now putting into picture and that we should achieve uh, accountability accountability every business and institution and the, the fourth one was to mobilize uh, more funds and finance which will support the developing nations so no developing nations uh, we have to uh, fight climate change and we have to uh, bring the world into uh, bring uh, the africans uh, into um, at pace to bring the africans to pace on whatever is happening to reduce climate anxiety to advocate for uh, uh, clean energy development so more funds has to go to africa and majorly is to increase our renewable energy in africa and uh, to look for even the sources of uh, clean energy and one thing about uh, clean energy sources is that africa needs to also have this in quotes high risk project called nuclear power of which it has not been financed so it has to put in place and in picture uh, you know green uh, green finance uh, green finance should also go for nuclear energy the year 20 uh, 2002 actually uh, the eu parliament sat and they said they put in place and just made an understanding that there is green energy and this green energy includes nuclear energy and also 
gas which is hydrogen so they included all this and it means that even in financing all the other states should follow suit uh, unlike germany unlike germany uh, we are looking at uh, employing all the possible clean energy sources so as to uh, not take the world into net uh, zero you know we have to go to zero emissions by 2050 and this is one way to do this don't forget we are speaking on sustainable and sustainability and uh, just to uh, wrap up uh, on the uh, conference or or sham el share um it was a great uh, implementation an implementation of the paris agreement uh, paris agreement had to be implemented and this implementation uh, uh, has to let people to reaffirm people have been reaffirming their goals reaffirming their goals now it needs to uh, like for example in uh, the one in uh, uh, cop 26 they had to reaffirm their goals and this is now calling them to look at i mean like what's what's not happening to tell them what's not happening in your implementation plan what is not happening in the implementation plan so you uh, they have to uh, look deeper into that and do something about it so this is uh, something about uh, the conferences and i know uh, there are many experts in this field there are many people who will speak about this in depth uh, we just have to open our minds we just have to open our 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 thought we just have to uh, let in uh, the understanding of all of this and uh, look at uh, nuclear energy it's not just a science and technology thing but looking at it as a uh, sociopolitical or, or rather uh, using the sociopolitical eye using the sociopolitical eye to look at uh, science to look at at nuclear science or nuclear energy as i always say that uh, the technicians will uh, do much about uh, in, uh, running a nuclear power plant but for us and the many nuclear advocates around they will focus more on the public general public or party, uh, public participation something about public participation i have to speak on this the rio convention or the rio declaration whatever as long as it's called rio rio de janeiro that was in the in the 1992 they had and came up with uh, like something we call uh, what do we call it uh, like a conclusion they they were looking at uh, the environment to protect the environment they were looking at human development um environment we've uh, spoken about it and the human development unlike uh, the other conference so they had to look at man they had to look at humanity and and that's why i've spoken about the anthropocentric uh, perspective uh, they also had to look at um 
the the, the precautionary actions the actions uh, for example like for example we are putting a project uh, so what are the precautions uh, because we are looking at humanity and the environment so the precaution if we are developing a piece of land what are the precautions if we are be developing a nation what are the precautions and not just for a nation but uh, whatever thing that is happening in my country will not affect uh, for example the next country so they were looking at pre- precautions like for example um if there is a nuclear weapon uh the new nuclear bomb in 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 uh, like for example uh we can say chernobyl chernobyl uh, accident uh, as it happened there it happened and the, the radiation moved across the european nation and also to the united states that is just an example because it happened and we uh, will not have to say whatever whatever uh, so they were looking at the precautionary measures they were looking at measures like that i've just used uh, that example because i speak much, much on nuclear energy and uh, uh, whatever accident happened uh, we we know and we are firm and we are sure that uh, there are no occurrences that will be happening um, in the future uh, because from every nuclear accident there were measures in place so they they were also looking at rio conference they were looking at, at making people responsible making people responsible the tragedy of the commons tragedy of the commons uh, is just a concept which says that um whatever resources whatever of course resources when we speak of land when we speak of water when we speak of resources like um, uh, wildlife when we speak of resources even energy as a resource when we speak of uh, the physical uh, physical environment the natural resources uh, whatever human resources whatever we're just talking about the uh, people have uh, the tragedy of the commons is a, is a thing that um if it's there and everybody can access it then nobody will be responsible but uh, in this conference uh, rio they were looking to make everyone to be responsible of their resources and not just their resources but um, your resources is uh, uh, um, for example will destabilize uh, uh, the uh, all compromise the future if we deplete uh, a certain resource uh, the future will not have the ability to uh, utilize the same resource so that is what basically they were talking about and also the safeguards uh, safeguards are what are measures that we can put in place to to protect um, us from or protect the environment from the harm that we are putting and posing to the environment because humanity has to develop yes but as we are developing we are releasing carbon dioxide to the atmosphere uh, we are releasing a uh, methane we are releasing uh, even uh, toxic uh, gases we are releasing chlorine we are receiving so many things uh, the oxides the 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 not oxides but but the hydrocarbons i mean there's so many things that we are releasing but we are not going to say that we will not release any so when we are releasing what are the measures in place to avoid that will not be detrimental to human health so those are the safeguards that were put there in the conference uh, 
this is just to bring in sustainability and how sustainable development came to be uh, to to be given birth and they were also looking at public participation as i promised so public participation if we have an energy project if we have any project in a country not just energy project but the public has to be put in place a national environmental management authority also called nema in kenya they have uh, environmental impact as- assessments which are done environmental impact assessments um, of course in the mk 9 uh, 1999 so there was the environmental management and uh, and 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 coordination act which was put in place in 1999 and this is an oversight of uh, whatever happens to the environment also the west and uh, also uh, regulations on everything to do with the environment so whatever if you're building a building uh, they have to do an environmental uh, impact assessment and also to give you uh, insight of how you can uh, utilize uh, that ecosystem how you can utilize that region uh, where you put your 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 your, your project uh, for instance if you have a, an, a, an industry that you put in place or you're going to put in place in a certain place uh, maybe for example in uh, Nairobi or for example with decentralized industries to go to the villages they'll give you uh, the the possible the possible what do we call it the opportunities rather the opportunities you you know about SWOT analysis so uh, the environmental impact assessment will do the SWOT of that project and then they will give you a future of the project but they will not just stand in place if a year has passed and two and three they will be doing environmental audits audits they audit and say uh, we gave this directive did you follow uh, we are looking at the emissions that is being produced are you following uh, the emissions which are in place or are you doing excess of whatever so that is uh, what um, they were doing and uh, of course environmental audit and that that it gives us the perspective of public participation that whatever project is there and should be there has to be Uh, to be scrutinized by humanity it has to be scrutinized by the by the people who are uh, are there and um nuclear power nuclear power has to also go through this uh, because like any other project it will have uh, the people's uh, acceptance uh, it needs to be to have the people's uh, signature it will have to have the people's understanding so how will people understand science like i said with uh, carl sagan's uh, analogy he said uh, running science in a democracy where people know nothing about it it will one day the combustion of power eh? you know this combustion of power you know and 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 the ignorance will sooner or later blow up on the faces of the people so so we are looking forward to letting people understand nuclear energy not technically but in a way that they can understand so that this public participation will be very easy for them and at the same time we'll be following the protocol put in place um and the principle in place by the rio convention
and the Rio Agreement. So um, just to wrap up on this, women, uh, women, and uh, also uh, had a picture in this uh, in the Rio Convention, uh, in Rio Declaration. So women also included, and, and this has also been seen in Sustainable Development Goals, uh, whereby there is the reduced inequality and also there is the gender equality. So women have been includes, um, included in this. And there is also the last one which they were looking at, um, the liability and compensation. Liability and compensation, if we are in this environment and doing uh, whatever the projects, we're doing whatever activity, there should be a liability and compensation uh, for anything that can happen for that. Like, we want to put a project here. Uh, for instance, uh, the, 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 the uh, railway. Uh, we have to uh, let people who will be uh, displaced uh, to have somewhere to stay. So liability compensation, if there is, uh, for example, an, uh, something that will happen uh, which uh, we did not plan. So what are the compensations in place? Or will we just leave humanity? So it was an anthropocentric approach on perspective, uh, which... Um, has to be considered even today so that was uh, just on whatever we were talking about on rio convention and how nuclear and on how sustainability came into picture but we want now to delve into sustainable development goals and nuclear science uh sustainable development goals and this should be of climate action let me just put it uh, uh, clear the we are not speaking or I am not speaking uh, for climate action alone. We are looking at sustainable development goals, sustainable development goals, poverty, ending uh, ending ending poverty. Uh, we're looking at sustainable development goals. We are looking at uh, people should have uh, whatever. Uh, uh, no, no hunger. Like people should uh, should have, uh, I mean, uh, education, like a good health. Uh, people should have um, uh, in the industrial industry innovation and uh, infrastructural development. People should be equally gen- uh, gender equality should be focused on uh, reducing quality. I've spoken about and so many things, so many things. Climate action, uh, just to, uh, to name. So. Let me now scrutinize one by one. I began looking at uh, sustainability and sustainable development goals and nuclear energy. And I said, okay, let the first be ending poverty. So nuclear energy is bringing into picture that um, the world will be out of poverty in the next uh, whatever, because it depends with implementation. Uh, We uh, look at eight over 10 or eight nations developed uh, over 10 of them they are using nuclear power what does this bring into picture that 7.2 billion uh, okay sorry 7.2 percent of the world 7.2 percent of the world which is the people in africa all of these people do not have access to electricity and we are talking of regional uh, regional development regional development will not go on if we not have uh, uh, we do not have uh, we do not have uh, nuclear energy or nuclear power in picture so we are looking to end uh, this so this is the sustainable development goal number 1 
and i looked even to sustainable development goal number seven energy so energy we talk of uh, 11% of the world 11% of the world uh, of world electricity is provided for by nuclear energy so if nuclear energy provides 11% of the world it means that um, we if we uh, deploy nuclear the nuclear fleet in africa nuclear fleet in the global south if we deploy nuclear fleet in the world uh, the world will be electrified with clean energy and also as i said we are ending energy poverty and we are looking also at sustainable development goal number nine. goal number nine is uh, industry innovation and infrastructure development so uh, if we are establishing a manufacturing, we'll not establish manufacturing if we do not have enough energy. We'll not establish manufacturing if we do not have enough power to sustain these industries and, and the people not have innovation. Like, for example, the ITAR project or the International Thermonuclear Experiment Program uh, project, uh, which is in France. So we'll not have these. Um, but if we are looking into the eye of nuclear science and technology, then we are going to fulfill these sustainable development goals. Then goal number eight, decent work. So about decent work and economic growth, uh, we, we are letting uh, uh, people, for example, who uh, uh, for example, will be employed in the nuclear industry. You know, we are looking at ways of building in the workforce, the workforce in the nuclear sector and also uh, in the clean energy or the or the green economy, green economy. Like, for example, 5,000 people will be employed, more than 5,000 people will be employed. And uh, this is just uh, one way that I see this, that even those who are in... Uh, uh, um, speaking about um, uh, whatever science, nuclear science, those will be speaking and supporting science will at least have something actually to, uh, to, uh, to you know, economic growth for them and the decent work for them uh, in this green economy. So the global em- unemployability right now is 6.2%. The rate of unemployability is 6.2%. If we are letting in nuclear energy, then it will solve these problems and uh, the world will go on to be uh, a very sustainable world. Then I went further to goal number five, which is gender equality. So nuclear science and technology has empowered the women and the girls. Like for example, the uh, Maria Sklodowski or Maria Curie uh, Fellowship by the IAEA, International Atomic Energy Agency, has uh, led people and women to uh, to be taught and has led uh, ladies to come in the nuclear sector. And uh, it is something that is uh, developing and then letting... Um, and just reducing the gap uh, or the gender gap and also I noticed so many organizations which are fi- uh, uh, supporting uh, women and girls the women in nuclear which is a, a, a global movement uh, it's a, a movement for the chicks actually so as I can put it so it's a movement whereby uh, the women have given have been given the opportunity uh, in leadership have been given opportunity to uh, to speak about science to to uh, 
so many things so those in the nuclear sector they are being represented by the women in nuclear organization uh ctc in the statistics that 39% which is recorded of the global um uh 39% of the global employability uh, of them are ladies and this is by 20 uh 25 sorry so it is said or it is said that uh, by 2029 2029 that 9% of the globe will be uh, of global employment will be uh, will be with the ladies so or the ladies will be there so we are looking to reduce gender inequality or gender we are letting in gender equality and uh, delve into uh, goal number 10 reduced inequality so the other one was gender equality and this is reduced inequality the global south and the global north i mean there should not be any difference because of uh, whatever nation whatever nation the world should have and uh, should be equal actually and uh, there are no global south or global north it's only humans humans living uh, in 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 those regions in the cold regions and the humans living in the other regions or, or the ter- uh, tropical regions or so, so on and so forth so uh, this uh, inequality that has been brought nuclear energy is going to solve this or it is trying to solve it by letting in uh, there should not be any rich nation or poor nation because these small modular reactors or the smrs are economically feasible or economically friendly for every nation to employ for every nation to deploy and this smr will be uh, put uh, or will be installed even in the rural regions will be installed in regions where uh, there are no electricity or maybe we, we do not have sorry, regions where we do not have um, uh, too much population so uh, smr as it is Uh, from 10 to around or maybe let me say less than 300 megawatts of installed power or electricity will be uh, installed uh, megawatt installed uh, power uh, will be provided by those smr so i will be talking much on the smrs later on today we are speaking of on, on, on sustainable development goals and sustainability uh, how is um, nuclear in the eye of an education so that is goal number four uh, there has been so many trainings uh, I've seen and I've known the people in the nuclear power and energy agency they've been trained in South Korea some are in Russia right now like for example there is a friend uh, he's called Robert uh, he's in Russia today uh, studying nuclear science so that he can become a nuclear uh, engineer when he comes in Kenya so there are so many trainings which are happening and so many other like for example Joe Mwangi I can name him uh, so many ladies uh, who have studied in uh, Korea South Korea and even globally uh, there's there, there, there like um, there is a Florencia Renteria in Mexico who is studying in Habin University uh, there is just one uh, I just name all of them I cannot just name all of them because a nuclear science and technology is uh, solving the energy it's letting the isotopicity in this energy and as i said illiteracy so it's you know it's like an isostatic adjustment but on the 
social uh, aspect and goal number 13 14 and 15 uh, which includes land on um, uh, life on land life on water and also climate action i put them in one as um, that nuclear energy is clean energy nuclear energy is a clean energy source and it is going to save our biodiversity Uh, from the convention of biodiversity which happened in Nairobi in 2006 which was cop 20 uh, cop uh, what is it cop 12 yeah so uh, the convention on biodiversity conference and which was implemented later on in uh, in montreal uh, the Mon- um, by the montreal uh, montreal in uh, i think 2022 I'll, i'll check on that so it is something that we 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 are looking at nuclear energy is clean energy and we are looking at the picture that uh, we are so, uh, saving our planet from uh, uh from from blowing itself up to become like venus uh, venus is very you know it's full of carbon monoxide and stuff uh, which we do not want our world to be like that so we are looking at a safe world where we can protect our species we can protect biodiversity So carbon for oxide uh, is not released when a nuclear power plant is uh, is functioning. We only have less than 4 minutes to finish this podcast. So uh, let me be uh, faster. So nuclear energy is avoiding uh, like acid drain and uh, chemical weathering and you know when acid drain occurs to the artifacts which have been built by igneous rocks you know it will it will, it will make um, those rocks to to erode and we will lose the the essence of culture we lose the essence of of the environment we lose the essence of living uh, in an environment whereby we do not understand uh, whatever the ancestors were doing we don't understand where what we uh, for example uh, whatever we have established and we do not uh, the future of course we are talking of the future we will not know uh, about today so climate change is lead, is a harbinger of disaster climate change is a harbinger of disaster of which nuclear solving goal number 12 which as responsible con- uh, production and consumption nuclear energy where is it fitting in that uh, we set safety uh, to be number one safety to be number one before establishing a power station and then IAEA has done this so much we are looking at the nuclear uh, fas- nuclear waste facility nuclear waste facilities they are very safe it has not been recorded ever about a death which has occurred with the nuclear uh, waste and this is something that we are going to talk in the in the in the, in the coming episodes uh, we need to understand and put into into picture that uh, the technology in nuclear energy is Uh, very very much safe and we are uh, not to we don't have to worry about that so nuclear energy has done that successfully that includes sustainable tourism when we talk of life on land life on uh, on water uh, because uh, as you can see you know 
uh, people visiting like for example I'll use the example of Mariano Grossi this is the uh, director general of uh, International Atomic Energy Agency he's been visiting nations and the building uh, and, and building rapport in the nations everywhere everywhere no no sustainable tourism if you don't uh, understand that nuclear energy is, is no nuclear energy is demand for the job so and agricultural land also is also uh, saved agricultural land because the land footprint um, the land footprint or the land print of nuclear energy is very small it's quite small as compared to um, acres and acres of solar panels if we want to produce the same amount of energy as just one nuclear reactor for example 1000 megawatt you know it is something that we cannot even uh, uh, try to imagine because uh, putting solar panels you know it will even lead to uh, toxicity to the ecosystem and it will uh, bring in another uh, uh, another ecosystem which uh, will not uh, be uh, f- favorable for the native uh, species so uh, climate change is solving so many problems that we are looking at and we are in so number goal number two and goal number 11 no hunger and also sustainable cities and nuclear energy when you look at giga mula counters or gm counters uh, they are looking um, uh, for radon in the in the in the houses and looking for radon uh, because you can have radon which is radioactive that is happening in the u.s radon in the houses uh, whereby somebody for example has mined a radon unknowingly and built houses sorry so the gigamula uh, uh, measures actually it is in the nuclear energy measures this radiation level and it brings um, uh, this to uh, that people should live in a very uh, what do we call it um, something some place which is not radioactive so in buildings so radon in buildings a radon actually is a gas and also the food systems will be irradiated when we irradiate food system like peru um, they uh, irradiated mangoes and this mango is um, shipped in other countries so when we irradiate food systems and as i said in the previous episodes that this radon and that these um, fruits and those which have been irradiated they do not become radioactive so we are solving the world um, world hunger and also nutritious food and we are letting in nuclear technology to uh, to do uh, you know whatever so nuclear energy in agriculture you know it is so vast and uh, this is a very vital tool for um, um, for uh, do we say food uh, what do we call it uh, food security yes so nuclear energy is actually in the picture of sustainable development goals what about goal number six clean water and sanitation isotopic or isotope hydrology isotope hydrology isotope hydrology is a techno- uh, technique which has been used in nuclear energy and it is letting our people to have clean water and uh, sanitation also it is tracing groundwater in the sahel region uh, what um, groundwater has been traced in the sahel region so that 
um, people can have water and know where the water comes from and know where the ground water is know where uh, the water for example I said the fingerprint water the water droplets or the particles are very unique like the fingerprint so when they take the fingerprint or the water droplet that is in um, in uh, this region they will look at the other regions and see if they find the same same um, uh, isotopic signature or the or the fingerprint the water which is in different regions so when they know that this water has come from this place and has flown to this place or it's in uh, from this groundwater they will know how to map groundwater and they have done it so far in the Sahel regions and that this is one way to solve uh, sustainability problems and sustainability issues using nuclear energy so nuclear energy is, is actually doing things goal number three good health as my time is already up but I'll just finish with this good health what about good health x-rays you know about um, uh, medical imaging medical or medicine Im- medical imaging and uh, as it is um, and it is recorded that 40 million patients 40 million patients uh, go to scans every year 40 million patients go for a scan every year and nuclear energy is letting the world and letting uh, sustainability to be achieved very quickly and when we talk of, 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 of x-rays that are happening, we talk of imaging, we talk of if how will we have known uh, how the body structure is, how the interior of the body is, if it's not, if it, it were not for x-rays and uh, other technologies. Uh, we can also talk about cancer. Cancer patients, um, they are, uh, uh, their techniques which uh, nuclear energy is nuclear technique uh, and energy is um, uh, uh, treating cancer chemotherapy we talk of uh, what do we call it uh, for example there is a, t- a tumor cancerous tumor they shoot uh, for example molybdenum 99 of which moleb- this molybdenum 99 uh, will uh, which it has short 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 uh, short uh, they call wavelength or something short wavelength so it is only going to affect a very small part and that part is the cancerous region so it is tra- uh, one, uh, it is being shot to that cancer and then that cancer will burst and all that cancer will dry up so that uh, somebody will not be <coughs> living in cancer so that is uh, about good health and uh, there's so many things that nuclear medicine is doing and nuclear energy is doing in the picture of sustainability and the goal number 16 and 17 as i sum up uh, peace just uh, peace justice and institutions strong institutions a very strong institution and uh, we call international atomic energy agency i've known that to be a strong institution uh, which it's doing partnership uh, with other nations in the world atoms for peace as we say we are doing a nuclear electricity or we are advocating for nuclear electricity which is safe which is uh, reliable which is affordable and uh, it's only for peace um, 
as the world has had more than 2,000 tests, uh, test nuclear weapon tests. Uh, that is 2,056 2, uh, tests. Uh, there are institutions like the CTBTO, or Comprehensive, Te- uh, Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. So the CTBTO organization, it is also in place uh, so that to avoid all this. We only have to ratify these organizations so that uh, the world will be at peace. And uh, I will speak strongly against nuclear weapons because we are not advocating for nuclear terrorism, right? So nuclear energy uh, is a a very peaceful technology, a very peaceful technology when we are using it for electricity and for medicine and for whatever, whatever we've mentioned in this episode. There are milestones and approaches which governments, uh, nuclear, uh, IAEA is putting in in, uh, the countries to do. And uh, as these countries are doing this, uh, it is very evident that the nations, they are coming to an agreement. Nations are coming to an agreement. So partnership for the goals. Also the trainings that um, uh, the trainings that happen in different countries, it just builds the relationship uh, from country to country, nation to nation. Like for example, South Korea. South Korea did not have any nuclear, they only had few nuclear engineers. They had few nuclear engineers, but uh, within 20 years, they had to establish their own. But we look at nations, how it's building. Uh, Korea, South Korea is building a nuclear power plant for, for example, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, you're looking at Russia, uh, Rosatom is building a nuclear power plant for uh, Egypt. We're looking at uh, uh, United States is building a nuclear reactor for, for example, Kenya is building a nuclear reactor for this country. Or we're looking at uh, for Poland, for example, we're looking. It, it means that nuclear energy is building peace. It's building that we can have something to talk about. I mean, something that we can put on the table, two of us, that is a nations, nations, nations. So that is uh, one thing. So, and also in the local communities, as we can say, nuclear energy, when you talk of SMR, is going to achieve also many things. So many, I mean, nuclear, we cannot even stop uh, talking of nuclear energy and the sustainable future. So, I will have to finish at that and let you understand, in conclusion, that when global issues seem to be uh, in the course to liberal judgments, these including energy and the human environmental mythology, it's the right time to pave way for nuclear power for peace and sustainable development let me repeat this when global issues seem to be in the courts to liberal judgments this including energy and human environmental mythology it is the right time to pave way for nuclear power for peace and sustainable development i'm hoping to catch up with you in the next episode i hope you love it this is collins your host